Listen at your own discretion as the following content contains strong language, adult dialogue, discussions of violence, and spoilers. Cue the intro. Hello, fellow readers, and welcome to Three Reads in a Pod. My name is Delia. I'm Sarah. And I'm Heather. If you're interested in a trio of ladies that get together and record our book club for the masses, stick around. Oh my god, I haven't done this in so long. That sounds so funny. Okay, this episode of Three Reads will be discussing the, it's a song instead of a book like we normally do, but is All of You from Encanto. And if you want to read along with when we do read stuff, we post on the, we post the book and the book bite of the month on our Instagram, three reads in a pod. That's the number three reads in a pod. And without further ado, it's time to turn the page. Woohoo! All right, team. So this song was actually my choice. I love Encanto and I love Lin-Manuel Miranda, who wrote the lyrics for this film. So my background today is actually just going to be Uh, A little tribute to Lin-Manuel. So, he was born January 16th in 1980. He is a songwriter, singer, playwright, producer, film director, you name it, he's done it. Um, His first Broadway play was In the Heights. Uh, It is now a major motion picture. Uh, He also was the titular character in Hamilton, and got lots of awards for that, which is also a Broadway play. And you can see it on uh, Disney Plus. I don't know. It's also streaming. Yes, yeah, on and, Disney Plus. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm like, I watch it an awful lot. However, um, he also did the lyrics for the movie Moana and for the movie Encanto. Uh, using Wikipedia, he has two Lawrence Oliver Awards, two Primetime Emmy Awards, three Tony Awards, three Grammy Awards, a MacArthur Fellowship Award, a Kennedy Center Honor, and a Pulitzer Prize. Uh, he also directed the movie Tick, Tick, Boom, which is based on a Broadway musical written by Jonathan Larson, who wrote Rent. Uh, so that was really cool. That was his big uh, director debut. And I am really a fan of him. He has really smart lyrics. He includes a lot of hip-hop, a lot of rap. Uh, he did improvise hip-hop uh, different times in his lifetime. What a pleasant surprise it was for me when I watched Encanto and realized it was his lyrics. To give you a little information about the movie Encanto, number one, I highly recommend that you watch it. It is absolutely beautiful. It is a Disney movie. It is about a family that, in a time of need, the matriarch of the family finds a miracle, an enchantment that provides them safety. And as the years go on, her children grow and they are each gifted with an ability to help the community. And then as they have children, all of those children are also gifted uh, with something to help the community. And the main character, Mirabelle, is actually not given a gift, at least not obviously. Uh, Once again, highly recommend you watch it if you haven't. This podcast will not make sense if you haven't watched it. And I'm actually, I chose a song from the end of the movie. So that way we would have a lot to talk about because it brings in so many different aspects of the movie throughout. It's kind of the wrap up song. So I, am I reading the lyrics? 
Is that what we did last time? Excellent. All right. So the song is called All of You. Look at this home. We need a new foundation. It may seem hopeless, but we'll get by just fine. Look at this family, a glowing constellation, so full of stars, and everybody wants to shine. But stars don't shine. They burn. And the constellations shift. I think it's time you learn. You're more than just your gift. And I'm sorry I held on too tight. Now, this is Abuela. That was Mirabelle. This is Abuela. Just so afraid I'd lose you too. The miracle is not some magic that you've got. The miracle is you, not some gift, just you. The miracle is you, all of you, all of you. Then Camilo says, okay, so we gonna talk about Bruno? And then Bruno steps in. Yeah, there's a lot to say about Bruno. I'll start. Okay, Peppa, I'm sorry about your wedding. Didn't mean to be upsetting. That wasn't a prophecy. I could just see you were sweating. And I wanted you to know that your bro, bro loves you so. Let it in. Let it out. Let it, let it rain. Let it snow. Let it go. That's what I'm always saying, bro. Got a lot of apologies I gotta say. And then another character, his sister. Hey, we're just happy that you're here, okay? And then... But come into the light, the triplets all reunite, and no matter what happens, we're going to find our way. Yo, I knew he never left. I heard him every day. And that is from Dolores, whose power is to, she can hear everything. And then you hear a vocalization in the background, and someone says, what's that sound? And Antonio, one of the youngest, says, I think it's everyone in town. And then everyone in town, hey, lay down your load. We are only down the road. We have no gifts, but we are many, and we'll do anything for you. And this is like a bunch of different characters, so I'm just going to read the lyrics. It's a dream when we work as a team. You're so strong. Yeah, but sometimes I cry. So do I. I may not be as strong, but I'm getting wiser. Yeah, I need sunlight and fertilizer. Come on, let's plant something new and watch it fly straight up to the sky. Let's go. The stars don't shine. They burn, and constellations glow. The seasons change in turn. Would you watch our little girl grow? Hey, Mariano, why so blue? Mariano is a character that was in love with one of the characters, but they ended up not getting married. He says, I just have so much love inside. You know, I've got this cousin too, which is what Mirabelle says. Have you met Dolores? And then Dolores says, okay, I'll take it from here. Goodbye. You talk so loud. You take care of your mother and you make her proud. You write your own poetry every night when you go to sleep, and I'm seizing the moment, so won't you wake up and notice me? And he says, Dolores, I see you. She says, and I hear you. And they're like, yes. Uh, he says, let's get married. She said, slow down. All of you, all of you. And home sweet home. I like the new foundation. It isn't perfect, says Abuela. And then Maribel replies, neither are we. And she says, that's true. One more thing before the celebration and her family says, we need a doorknob. We made this one for you. We see how bright you burn. We see how brave you've been. Now see yourself in turn. You're the real gift, kid. Let us in. Open your eyes. What do you see? I see me. All of me. And that's it. That was a little bit hard to read because there's so many people who sing in it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful. I was almost song. tempted to be like, "Why don't we all just take one person?" Yeah, everybody, <laughs> take a person. That way, we can tell when there's different voices happening. But yeah, so which I mean, I guess if someone's going to listen to this podcast, they've either a listen to the song or b will listen to the song. So we can we can just hope that you do that. 
Yeah. Absolutely. If if you haven't and you were confused, I'm sorry to say this might be your own fault. Take a pause here. We'll still be waiting. Go listen to the song and then come back and then we'll all be very illuminated. 10 out of 10. Unless you're in a country that for that. some reason you can't listen to this song, in which case I am sorry. Cause it's yeah, because you're good. missing out. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to say the greatest TikTok quote of all time is when someone said Lynn Manuel put his entire incantussy into this soundtrack. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that means, <laughs> but I love it. Oh, yeah, God. I don't know what it means either, but that sounds funny. <laughs> I'll just laugh at anything. <laughs> I feel like it has a deeper meaning, and I yes. like it. Mm-hmm. So, uh. First impressions. Well, when I first heard it, I had obviously watched the movie and cried like a little baby um, because it's wonderful. I think it's beautiful. It, You know, obviously it plays a huge part with the movie and the fact that she's just telling them like, hey, you know, you're under so much pressure. You're beautiful the way you are. We don't have to have these miracles. We don't have to have these powers. You know, and obviously it's great that they do, but they still burn as bright as they would if they, you know, did have powers or if they didn't. Like, you know, all together, they're just wonderful people. And uh, I love Mirabelle. Like, I just love her. And I love this family and Abuela to have that moment where she's like, I'm sorry, you guys are all the miracles, you know? So my first mm-hmm. impression, is I just cried a lot and I loved it and it's wonderful. Yeah, same. I feel like I cried most of the movie. And I know. And I know we're not talking about the movie per se. We're talking about this song. But I feel like it encompasses a lot of the movie. And like I was listening yes. to the song before we hit record and I was getting a little tearful just because it was it really speaks about, you know, family coming together, which it's hard to do when there is dysfunction, which is why there was so much issue with with them coming together in the beginning. You know, there was just so so much dysfunction from um abuelita needing everything to be perfect and it i do i do love that you know they that bruno gets to come in although can i just say no the first impressions anyway i'll come back to that in a second (laughs) Um, so yeah i like it i liked the song i like the the vocals i did not know that stephanie beatrice played maribel right 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 right. so uh yeah she's from brooklyn 99 she's rosa rosa Rosa, <gasps> mm-hmm. which I was oh, like, you could cool knock me over with a feather when I found that fact out. Yeah, me too. Me too. I was like, she's my I bisexual icon. I love her. Her voice. She is amazing. Like in that movie, I mean, she literally, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. And uh, yeah, I agree. Just, you know, all these voices, the singing, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Just wonderful. Love it. Yeah. I was definitely like, as soon as we started watching the movie, I was like, Matthew, I know what I want to be for Halloween. <laughs> I want like, to be Maribel. She has short curly hair, so do I. Let's do it. I'm Hispanic. I'm not like, let's do it. I am Hispanic. I'm, I was going to say, I was going to make an assumption if she was Mexican or not. And I really don't know. She's Colombian. Colombian. I knew that. Yeah, that's where it takes place. I just, it's my brain didn't remember though, but I, but somewhere I knew that. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm Puerto Rican. It's the same, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are they not the same? Actually, Lynn manuel Miranda is of uh, Puerto Rican descent, just so you know. I didn't know that. <laughs> 10 oh, out of 10. 
He's a wonderful human. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, so my first impressions, when I watch this movie, it's so interesting to me. There's no big bad guy, right? Disney movies, you get your villain, you get mm-hmm. this big bad that you have to overcome. And in this case, the big bad is generational trauma. And mm-hmm. what a what a what a subject to tackle in a younger audience uh, with mm-hmm. a captivating story and wonderful lyrics. And uh, this song is not even my favorite from the movie, but I think it encompasses. I wanted to talk about the movie, so that's why I chose this song because I feel like it really encompasses a lot of different things that happen, different characters that happen, and just kind of the resolution of their burdens. Um, and so it's really. Mm-hmm. Really beautiful. So that's my initial impressions. Yes, beautiful. I I did love it. I do think that. So my my one friend read uh, watched the movie, and he's a bit of a harsher critic than I am. Uh, but he was like, I feel like nobody really learned their lesson, and I was like, I disagree. I feel like I lessons were disagree. learned. I feel like lessons were learned. Do you tell him to? Uh, do you tell Fuck him to off? get fucked yeah, with an arepa? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> So I I do think part of him has like a little bit of a point because they weren't without their powers for very long before yes, it was like I agree. But I also think that it really wasn't there. So part of it was their shit that they had to learn, but the person who really needed that wake up call was Abuela. Right. Right. Absolutely. Like that was the like more nobody of a else really had her. a lesson. Exactly. Nobody else had a, a lesson to learn. They all we're feeling pressure from her, the need to be perfect, which is just sprinkled throughout this whole movie. Very much so. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Like the moment when Isabel, is it Isabella? Isabella. Isabel? Yeah. When mm-hmm. she was talking about the prophecy Bruno had given her and he said that she would have like, you know, a perfect life and that her powers would grow like the grapes on a vine. I'm like, then then it's not happened yet because everybody's like, well, her life is perfect. And, you know, it's like, then that hasn't come to pass. Like, then her life's not perfect. You know, she is not, not though. She wasn't that happy prophecy. Exactly. Because she could only make the same beautiful flowers. Everything had to be beautiful, had to be perfect. She was getting married to a guy who's like, I want five kids. And she's like, whoa, whoa, wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh and everything was pink, too. Everything was pink, too. Like, at one point, she mentions how everything is pink. And so when she right. starts doing like cactuses and stuff, she's like, oh, this is cool. Also, can we talk about that scene where she, uh, so Maribel, I think is the one that punches oh boy in the face in the book. Cause this is a book guys. We should have read the book. Yeah. I had no clue. It was a, f- I, had, I did yes, not know it was a book. book. You're welcome. Anyway. So in the book, uh, Isabella is the one that punches him in the face and breaks his nose. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Somebody might have lied to me, but that's my understanding. That's funny. So that might be a we we eventually have to read this book so we can talk Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Um, I do really enjoy the lyrics where Bruno comes out because they're like, "Can we talk about Bruno now?" Obviously, like that's the <laughs> hit song from this entire thing, right? Like, yes, we don't talk about loves Bruno. That song. Um. So when he comes out and he's like, "Hey, it wasn't a prophecy," because he tells Mirabel one. Anyway, I know I'll come back to it. But one, he tells Mirabel, like, as soon as he gives a prophecy, people are going to think the worst of it. They're not going to think of, you know, any any other possibility. Like with conditioned to do so. 
absolutely like with mirabelle she's like okay can i change it can i not can i change like it was you know flip-flopping um Mm -hmm. but like with his sister he's like hey i just didn't want you to sweat it because weddings are pressure it's all pressure you know they're they were under pressure from like you said like everyone like their grandma and just the townspeople like look at louisa Mm -hmm. like all that pressure she said she was under and she had to do it all and then she was suffering so much and um it's it was beautiful to actually hear bruno say like hey i wasn't trying to give you like an awful prophecy i was just telling you that you can definitely let your feelings out right like you can let it show yeah. the way that you need to because everyone needs to be able to do that <sighs> every time she had emotions in the movie someone tried to stop it right? every time the cloud yeah. would form every time there was something usually abuelita um she would be like oh peppa the cloud you've got a cloud Yes. Or her husband would like try to comfort her. Right. Which her husband, and I think it's cool that he, he would comfort her. He wouldn't address her, her cloud. He didn't say get rid of your cloud. He would be like, hey, why are you upset? So that's something to mention too. Right. That was really And that's how you should do it. Can you imagine though, like being, yeah, he does seem like a really good husband and dad. But can you imagine like your emotion, every emotion you feel is on display for literally everybody. So even if you're like. I'm mad about this and I want to try and work it out for myself before I bring it to the table and like air my grievances. Somebody already knows you're upset. Now me, I'm not really a private person, but sometimes I am. And sometimes I just want to process it myself. Like, I don't know why there's a rain cloud up there. I know I feel not great right now. I'll figure out what the rain cloud came from. I'm aware that it's there. I just don't know who caused it or if it was me or if it was something someone did and what, why is it that that thing that that person did, I, I psychoanalyze myself a lot, but I'm like, so you did this thing. It made me upset. I want to know why that thing made me upset. I just know it made me upset. And so I want to like seclude myself into a closet and like analyze what's going on. So that when I, when I come to you later and say, you upset me and it upset me because of this and this and this, like you triggered previous trauma or you, um you didn't understand my feelings or you weren't listening to me and so on and so forth so that way if it's Mm -hmm. a me problem I can be like it's not your fault it's it's a me thing I need to work on and I would appreciate your understanding while I work on it or it's a this is an issue that when you do this it makes me feel this way and I would like you to work on that you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so and you can't do that if somebody's always saying you have a cloud above your head you don't have time to process No. Oh, absolutely. And before you even have time to process, someone's telling you to stop processing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I just feel bad. I like Peppa. Right? Kind of like when people yeah. are like, don't be sad. And it's like, that's great. I really don't want to be sad. It's just going to happen. I don't want to be yeah. mad, but it's going to happen. And I'm very much of a person. I'm a person who shows the emotions that I feel on my face. I can't help mm-hmm. it. Like, it's going to come out. You know, I can't really keep also, it you are so much to myself. Oh, yeah. Um, So right there on my face. But I agree. Like, you want time to process. You want time to think. Like, even if people know, like, you're not doing so well right now. Are you okay? It's like, yeah, you know, got some things going on. I'm going to think about it. Or I'll up front. Most of the time, I'll just up front and tell everybody what's going on. You know, it's like, man, like today, I'm like, oh, have a migraine, whatever. But yeah, you need time. And like you said, she's not having time. And immediately her mom is like, hey, no, like, stop that. You know, mm-hmm. like it's a bad thing. Like 
it doesn't have to be a bad thing for her to experience this and i don't know yeah it was well that seemed to be the thing a lot too where people weren't like they felt like mirabelle because she didn't have so like her dad was great can i just say that her dad was wonderful uh, and that he's like i don't have yes i don't have a gift you don't have a gift and that's okay you know but in her head she's like but my maternal side of my family they are all gifted and i and i have failed the family because i'm not gifted and it's like maybe and i and i think we come to this conclusion at the end of the movie but maybe your gift isn't so much that it's an external thing she is able to put everybody in her family at ease absolutely you know like that's your gift your gift isn't necessarily that you can make flowers come out of nothing or that you can heal people you're a mind healer in a way that isn't as overt as everybody else's gift right and that's a beautiful way to say it too um like when you know you get the the first song at the beginning and she's talking about her family and they keep asking her like Mm -hmm. what's your gift and she's like oh you know everybody else is special like i'm special too but and you know she's trying to hold it in but i really think she has a very she has a very positive personality in that way Mm -hmm. though too like she she does have such a nice i i don't know she she is so humble to be able to let her family shine i feel like Mm -hmm. um knowing that that's not her but she's super supportive of them and then it does of course it's going to bother her like you know we witness that and we see that it does bother her but i agree look when she's talking to louisa and louisa's like look i have all this pressure on me and then she gives her a hug like just a big old hug and it's like that's what you need you know you need that or when she's talking to isabella and then isabella comes up with the cactus you know it's like mirabelle's here for all of this stuff because she is that person who's like you don't have to be this you don't have to do this and yeah, I get and the first the, person she does that with is Antonio. Yeah, absolutely. Where he's, he's like, like, what happens if bed? I don't have a gift? And she's like, then you just stay here with me. And that's okay. Like, she definitely, like, she normalized everything for him, you know? And she for normalized, sure. she's a normalizer for sure. She's like, you know, it is okay that this is acceptable, oh, yeah. that it's like this. And imagine how happy. much pressure that he was under himself, knowing that the person was who the came before him, after yeah. yeah, did not get, and he's like, what if I don't? And, you know, and even the grandma, she's like, you can tell that that's also frustrating her because it's like, why didn't she get a gift? What's wrong? And then instead of being like, well, maybe it's you know her immediate thought is about the miracle something's wrong with the miracle something's Mm -hmm. wrong here like we're doing something wrong so they have to be more perfect and then they have to do things just right because you have to keep being perfect in order to keep this perfect miracle right so uh anyway yes that's that's rough stuff i i understood the pressure grandma was under but i was a little mad at her a lot oh like, she's a bitch. She, she's a, she is a giant bitch yeah she did some gaslighting that really pissed me off because i do not like Bro. that no like you knew there was something wrong with the miracle and i understand you wanted to keep everything calm for everybody because that's your job as like the leader of the family as the matriarch but you don't tell your only granddaughter who already feels inadequate by the way because of your freaking behavior you right? don't tell her like that that or or make it seem like the only reason why she has something to say is because she's trying to take away from Antonio's celebration. 
Like yeah. that's not okay. Right, like with the cracks exactly. in the foundation. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And she's like, something's wrong with the miracle. Something's wrong, you know. And grandma's like, no, everything's fine. Everything's perfect, you know. And then afterwards, we hear her in the bedroom, and she's like, what's going on with this miracle? <laughs> yeah, she was concerned whenever Maribel didn't get a door. And I'm not going to say Maribel didn't get a gift. I have more to say on that, but which we've already kind of touched on. But she she was so concerned since Maribel did not get a door. She thought she didn't get a gift. She thought that they were losing a miracle. And that's what you were just saying. Yeah. No, I think that honestly, I think that the the there was a reason for it. Like there was intent it was intentional for her to not get a door, but still get oh, a gift. Absolutely. Because you when you you can't help it. If you're really, really good at something, it's hard to stay humble, right? It's hard. It's really hard. And so, first of all, Maribel didn't really have the pressure the rest that her family had. So she could develop differently, you know, in a in a way that isn't going to, like, make her get too big-headed or whatever. And she w- so she was able to do that outside of the influence of all the pressures from Abuelita. And then the other part of it is she – it was a, a wake-up call to the rest of the family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think – go ahead. Don't take it for granted. But they were still doing that because they didn't learn their lesson. Keep going. Yeah, I think that in not getting a door, it may – it like you said, kept her humble. She had to start listening to her family and not for what they could do because everyone else relied on them for their gifts. Uh, she didn't have to do that. She didn't need to do that. She just had to – be present and I think her not having an obvious gift her not having her own door means that she can go into the other rooms and kind of be in their world and provide that comfort for them which I think is super important um I feel like I had another point related to that and it's already gone oh yeah so at the end they make her a doorknob and she, she opens it. She gets her door and the miracle reacts the gift reacts because she is like the glue. She is the foundation for mm-hmm. that family. Mm-hmm. That, or at least she 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 isn't the glue in the foundation, but she fixed the glue in the foundation. Yeah, so ten out of yeah. ten, she that did. Really, I mean, really beautiful. She had a good a lot relationship with the house. On... Yeah, she did. She did. Oh, Casita, I love Casita. Oh, my God, Matthew was like. He was like, that's my favorite character, and they killed it. I hate that so much right now. <laughs> they killed the favorite character. <laughs> Damn you, Pixar. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. He was like, good, good. It's the whole reason I'm here is for this house. <laughs> no, I, I, like th- I like this because it does put – so I think that – and this might be me just being a little biased, but Maribel, if she became a counselor, like a therapist, she'd be a damn good therapist because she listens. She would really like, serve the community. Yeah, she could yeah, really serve the community. And they put some – like Disney doesn't really do stuff like that where they put emphasis on like the helping profession in that way, in that way, like the 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 psychological aspects of helping. And so they did with this movie, um, or Lin-Manuel did, and I really liked that a lot because I don't really – most of the time if you see a, a movie or a TV show about a therapist, it's somebody who's walking a fine line and being ethically all kinds of wrong. And I just mm. – like it's it's kind of rare where it's like 
or they or or they will it's like a small aspect like um because i said so the one sister is is a therapist yes she's a therapist but then at the end millie walks in the room and is like Stuart. My sister has been telling you that you've been thinking of killing yourself for years. And she opens the window and goes, well, and it's like, first of all, your sister broke some serious HIPAA violations. Yes, absolutely. She broke HIPAA real hard in that you know this client's name and you know what his problem is. That's not okay. So she might have been on Those are two identifiers, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then the other thing is, is like there's multiple times where she is in the room with her sister and the client is outside the door and he is... Like, she shuts the door, and I understand she's going through stuff with her sister, and so, but she just didn't handle that situation well at all. Like, anyway, so, that's that's a different movie. We're not talking about that. I liked this movie because of that. I thought that, like, they didn't come right mm-hmm. out and say it, but that they laid the groundwork there for that to be, like, you could make that connection if you wanted to, and I did. So, wanted to, not made the connection. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I think, too, one thing to think about, um... This is kind of off topic a little. Not really. But with the townspeople. I just talked about a whole separate movie. You're good. It's okay. But with the townspeople. Because she is a helper, you know. And I think that her entire family are helpers. But like you said, she's more of the psychological helper, right? So with Mm -hmm. the townspeople, though, I do think that they were taking them for granted as well. In this, like. And they were seeing them as, like, these celebrities. Like, they have powers. Wonder what power people are going to get. Like, why didn't you get a power? Mirabelle. And I get mm-hmm. how the kids are really interested in that. Because they're like, wow, is this kids. true? All right. And then you have the entire town that's like, yo, Louisa, can you move this church here? Can you reroute the river? Can you take care of the donkeys? Can you do this, this, this? You know, like. Oh, and the line of people getting arepas from Julieta. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yes. There, there are so, so many people coming coming to them daily for their gifts imagine yeah. how many people probably lined up the stairs for bruno oh gosh yeah i imagine that's that's so stressful and again like like one guy had a black eye it's like you don't need her help with that that will heal eventually you're good right 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 I'm t- yeah they took so much for granted that they have like this perfect community in this perfect area that's made beautiful mm-hmm. by all of these people who can help them out. And then at the end, I was going to say, if those townspeople did not come help these people out, I was going to oh. fight them. I was going to fight them. So the fact that in this song, you can even <laughs> see they come back and they're like, hey, we're going to help you. We're going to take mm-hmm. care of this. Let us do this for you. Because Lay down your load. Oh, it feels yes. so good. <laughs> they say that. And I am tearful because you think of uh, Louisa. And how he was so, I mean, that song is probably my favorite. Surface Pressure is really, really wonderful. And she just mm-hmm. felt so burdened. And they were like, hey, lay down your burden. We don't have any gifts, but there's a lot of us and you have been helping us. So let us do that for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Run my feels. Right. Because right. imagine how much pressure that even all of us are under. I mean, every day in life for one reason or another and growing up and the way we were, like even in school and everything, like there was mm-hmm. so much pressure to just do the best and be the best, especially if you're like a first generation um, student Person or to go if, to college you know, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. want to try to get in there. You want to make sure that you're you're doing everything that you can do. And, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't stop with society and the way that it is. So um I, I also think that there's a lot of pressure that you put on yourself too, though. Oh, so like, absolutely. Part of so it wasn't much. like, sure, 
Abuela, Abuela, she did say stuff, specific stuff, but a lot of it at that, at a certain point, it stops being her saying things and it becomes internalized to where you start putting pressure on yourself to meet this expectation that this other person has. Absolutely. And even the way she would like walk around with her little candle and such, like just the presence of her was Mm -hmm. so demanding, I feel in a way. And I can see how they internalize that with like, here she comes. We have to be like on point, you know, like I have to be on point. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that um, and like, okay, can you imagine? So yes, they are a family, but on some level, they're all trying to please the same person. And so it's like, I can't mess up because Dolores is going to hear me and she's going to report back to Abuela or or mm-hmm. um, just like stuff like that. It makes it really hard, I think, to be obviously there was love there. There was family there. Definitely for sure. One hundred and ten percent. But I think mm-hmm. sometimes like that pressure, it puts cracks in the whole wall and in the whole house mm-hmm. for a reason, because it does affect everybody living there not just one person for sure for sure and i get it like i get it with abuelita and how it's like this miracle came about in a moment of complete distress you lost the love of your life you want to keep that you want to protect this family you want to do everything right so that you can deserve this miracle but in the Mm -hmm. end i think she lost sight of the fact that it was the miracle was there to protect it was there to protect her little babies and herself what? and like her gender. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. It she says, she says like the, the gift is you, that you oh. guys are the miracle, not the gifts. That's what this the beginning of this song was yes. about. Yes, the miracle is, is not some magic that you've got. The miracle is you, not some gift, just you. The miracle mm-hmm. is you, all of you. Yes, see how beautiful <laughs> that is. Like I mean, because yeah. the miracle saved them from being killed. But they the fact that they were such a loving lives. family and had each other, like that yeah. was that was why they were chosen. I believe that. Like she oh, yeah, just lost someone so he, important. Pedro left. That's the death. That's the abuelo's name, right? Yes. Yeah, I keep okay. on calling Pablo, so I have been uh, with <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <I'm> not saying, <laughs> but Pedro. So he he is, loved his family so much that he sacrificed himself, and that sacrifice, the love that that made that occur, is what the miracle was, right? And so they were gifted this, partly because I think that. He made that decision to to leave his family that he loved so much, and the other part is that abuela she she sac- like it's not that she sacrificed her husband. She wasn't like let me just put you over here, uh, make sure that you keep everybody away from us. He made that decision himself, but she experienced this incredible loss, you know, and mm-hmm. she had three kids, and that's hard to do, you know. Yeah. And I mean, she still talks to him and she's like, Pedro, what yeah. do I do about our miracle? Our miracle is failing, you know? And I just find want to be like, okay, Pedro, this is your time. This is when you show up and say, wife of mine, I adore you. I miss you, but quit fucking shit up. <laughs> quit traumatizing our entire descendant line. Like, okay. Even we with get Mirabelle. The- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, even with Mirabelle, one of the moments where I can tell that she completely just, well, there were many, um, but at the beginning when she was trying to help out with the ceremony and she made, like, the little flowers with the candles yeah. and then it burned oh, and then yeah. the grandma's like, maybe oh, like some of us should just stay out of the way. And it's like, 
just tell her grandma just tell her she should stay out of the way because you think she's a fuck up come on grandma just tell her huh would you not say it like like that don't say it like this (laughs) yeah exactly that's when you say okay this is not your forte so let's find something for you to do everybody's looking for antonio she's the one that found him so like recognizing her gift in the beginning would have been like hey why don't you go and occupy antonio and keep him calm before his ceremony because this is a big deal you know right i thought they were all gonna poop their pants when he's like here hold my hand (gasps) take me to my door he's like i can't do this without you yeah and she's like i I don't think it's a blanket but but he did need her and it was so beautiful but i really i was like if this family tries to say anything about this i'm going to just find a way to come through to their universe and i'm just gonna beat some people like you can't do that like this precious little boy and mirabelle yes like you just can't that's such a good moment but you can see that's a lot of pressure to put on those kids too Lot yeah, because you're five when you receive your gift. So just thinking and about walk down what that means. This aisle. You walk down this aisle with all these people watching you with all of these expectations. Like shit, I was happy on my wedding day, but walking down the aisle with a bunch of people watching me, that was still a little stressful. Like I'm not gonna lie, I have anxiety, so I was part of it, but like oh. I can't imagine and that was on a day that I I chose. I chose to do that. This is like other than this family familial expectation. That's different, and that's still I can't even imagine. Right, so. like so much stress. He gets to the door. He's such a kid. You don't know. Mirabelle came before you. She didn't get a gift that you know of. So mm-hmm. then, is are you going to get the gift? Then you do, and then everybody gets to come in and look at your room. Which don't get me wrong, is super cool. That's great. Oh, but that it's room like, is dope. It was the bomb. Um, And I get that he was so excited, but having all those people there in that personal space to experience this, where it seemed, it was a great ceremony, I get it, but Mm -hmm. instead of, I don't know, it just seemed, they made it so public, you know, so fast. That's So some of that is, I don't know if you've ever been to, I don't know if you've ever been to a gathering of uh, people that are Hispanic everybody's there your neighbors your like just random people you know are just there and that's just like my sister-in-law is mexican and puerto rican and um i remember going over to her house for like three kings day and there was a bunch of people there that i didn't know she was like i don't know some of these people they just know my parents and it's just like oh this person lives two doors down from me and and the like it's just like the whole block is there so part of that is cultural now i don't know for every culture i can't speak for that i just know in my experience that having a being very public it's like that sort of and like celebrations Mm -hmm. take place in front of everybody so you know but yeah i agree it's rough it's definitely yeah and i could see i think maybe if they did the celebration without everybody having to watch the poor kid walk all the way up there by themselves to the doors you know like mirabelle imagine Mm -hmm. how she felt without getting that door and like they still have the celebration right Mm -hmm. or do they like you don't know do people go home i don't know how exactly that happened are you celebrating but that happened in front of literally everybody everybody so that whole community knew right and so they knew what to whenever i mean and it's still everybody's really nice and like you said they're still family obviously there's love there everyone really loves them like each other mm-hmm. 
but it just gets uh, lost sometimes and can we talk about the fact one i really love dolores wish she had a bigger role in all of this but she knew bruno was in the dang wall she's like yeah, yeah i was I gonna say that, that. <laughs> can we talk about that how like you knew this person that was was there you knew he was there and that he was he didn't want to leave because he loved the family so much, which you would know because he talks to the rats and he would obviously have talked about that to his rats. So you just let him suffer in silence by himself. Really, Dolores? Right, that's one, that's one thing I couldn't stand about Dolores' character is the fact that she knew he was there and she's like, I hear him in the walls. I hear him muttering and mumbling. I associate his, you know, the sound of him with falling sand because his room and the sand, I get all of that, mm-hmm. right? But then the other it's thing like, too is okay. Let's give let's give Dolores a break a little bit though, because she is also suffering under that weight, the enormous weight of perfection, and so for maybe she was yeah. respecting Bruno's privacy and wanting probably to, it was probably like a very um like but she still kind of met with him, him in private and been like, hey, I know you're there. I don't want you to be going through this alone. Let me be your like comrade in arms, you know. But yeah, keep in mind, she also said that she could hear him muttering and mumbling. So he wasn't speaking very loud. And she heard every voice in the town. It's possible that she wasn't even 100% sure it was Bruno. No, she said she knew. She said it in the last book. The, well, the song and he made then she did to. say, she's like. But did she mean it like, oh, I knew he was there? Or I knew it. You know how you like have a suspicion, oh, but you don't enough. know for sure. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. But then she's like. He always, you know, with the prophecies, like she knew, she's like, he leaves the family with prophecies that they don't understand. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. And I think she understood more about Bruno in that sense. Like Mm -hmm. they're not understanding him. I do wish she had been like, hey, I understand like what's going on here with you. I know you're here. Like if she did know, if she found, I don't know if she knew how to get between the walls or if not, or, but if she did know, I do wish she'd made that connection. Like, hey. Right. I mean, it didn't, you just followed those little rats. The, they never, were mm-hmm. they never like, hey guys, there are rats in the place here and they're going in the walls. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I understand though. Um, and I have to say, like, I wish I would have seen all of their rooms, but Bruno's was really <gasps> depressing. I wanted to see, it's well, weird. imagine being five years old and that's what you walk into. Right. A ton of sand and sand. rock and steps. And just a bunch of you get there and you have to go into your cavern to prophesize. So isolating. It is isolating. So we are making the assumption that they aren't, they don't change over time. Because as you, as you mature, you internalize whatever your, your personality and stuff does change a bit. And if your room matches your gift and you yourself, then I imagine that there's going to be some Yeah, maybe there's a part of him that's like, man, sand, great i love sand this steps wow my favorite steps are Can my we talk favorite too about how sorry not to interrupt but how nobody really apologized to bruno they made him do all the poly all of the apologizing yeah, it's like i'm sorry guys and it's like i mean i get it apolita like gives him a big hug and she's like you know so maybe that in was that moment maybe that's expressive. but at the same time it's like he was gone for 10 years and I don't know. In that 10 years, they were just like, we don't talk about him. And that really, 
I don't, it just, he seemed like such a bad guy and the way they had exaggerated everything about him. And then you mm-hmm. meet him and he's the complete opposite. And he knew as soon as he got that prophecy about Mirabelle that he had to leave because everybody was going to take it wrong. And they were probably just going to like torture that Outcast poor girl over her, her life. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking that something was going to, you know, not torture her physically, but you know way. what I'm saying? Like you said, out, mm-hmm. yeah. Like it could have gone like, either way and. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. I also like that he comes through at the end and he's like, it's not her fault, it's my fault. And it's like qu- yeah. quite clearly. Oh. <laughs> and they're just happy he's there, but he's like, you know, oh, it's really sweet. Yeah. I love it. And he's like, no, no, it's not me. I'm too afraid. He's like, it was Jorge. <laughs> and he put the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I make you stuck. <laughs> <laughs> so but like even knowing he oh, was in there and him. he still wanted to be part of the family with his little table and his little plate and i mean it's not like he didn't want to do it but he was so misunderstood and i hated that it had to take 10 years oh i tear up with this plate yeah and oh, yeah. he revealed that he's got his own little plate and he can see the family and he eats with them oh god absolutely yeah that's and uh it breaks my heart thinking you know because they've known him i don't know like what i think the kids are like 50 at this point or something are they not she said it was like 50 years ago something ha- i don't know something or so like that. so like the kids at this point are older and knowing that you knew this guy for all well, of their your triplets life and- i would they're triplets and they have and antonio's pretty young so i would posit probably a little bit younger than 50 that's what i was antonio's thinking there was five. something about 50 and i can't remember what it was but um mm-hmm. and he could gone be wrong for 10 years it's i may be wrong too but anyway but the point is, is that they've known him all this time and it's just so sad to think that you know him they're 50 years old the triplets they are them, according That's to the crazy. internet yeah i remembered something about it because i kept thinking in my head they don't look so she was 45 when like, she gave birth to antonio Right? Yeah. Damn. Get it, girl. Weef. Or somebody did math right. Well, if she did have issues, though, with the pregnancy, then she could just eat some of her sister's food. So. That's true. That's okay. true. I'll but, suspend you know, some more disbelief for Disney. It's fine. I do really enjoy the door, the doorknob, the fact that in the doorknob, she's like, I see me, all of me. It all comes back uh, together at the end. She's, you know like you said keeping this family together it's all wonderful i wish we got more dolores and antonio and um mm-hmm. what's the other one's name uh Which chameleon one? guy camilo uh camilo and so chameleon guy, that's how i remember him chameleon guy camilo and so um i wish we got more of that like we still got you know parts of antonio but i, w- I wish I, we can had i just a say more of them. antonio is like the cutest little character so he Reminds me a lot of my friend, um, my friend Quentin and Lydia. They have a they have a son uh, who is very adorable, has all of the curls, and is is just adorable. I, he reminds me a lot of the, of of I'm not gonna say his name on air, but of that little kiddo. He's and so and I was Matthew had mentioned it, and I wasn't sure if it was true or not. But then uh, Quentin was telling me, yeah, they they say that this guy looks like my kid. <laughs> And he'd been told by his wife that 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 they look similar. So I was like, okay, yeah. It's People keep telling me that Jacqueline looks like Mirabelle. I mean, glasses, curly hair, shortish. Yeah, yeah. 
and and then like a darker skin tone. That's fair. I get it. It's very interesting. I didn't think so, but my mom was like, "Oh my gosh, the new Disney movie. The main character is Jacqueline." You're like, and then yeah. a couple of people at work said that, and I was like, "Coolio." Um, I don't Are look like sure? anyone in the show. You look like Anna Popplewell, though. Thank you. Beautiful. You do. Thank you. you so uh, I look like but, my dad. Okay. Wonderful. <laughs> you do. <laughs> and you look like you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, it's a really, I think it's a beautiful song for you to have chosen. It has a lot of meaning. Overall. <gasps> Can we talk about one thing real quick? Sure. Yeah. Um, so this, the line stars, the stars don't shine, they burn. Do you know how much I think about that on a daily basis? <laughs> what What do you ponder, dear friend? So, you know, from our perspective, stars are shining. That's how we often describe them. But if you know scientifically how a star works, they're burning. Yeah. And if you think about it that way, it's kind of like – the village's perspective versus what's actually happening. The village just sees these, like you said, celebrities. It's these people who help us. It's these people with gifts, and we just love them and blah, blah, blah. They're shining stars. But in the end, they are burning out. Because Burning out. They're burning out. They have an expiration date. So while they mm-hmm. seem so magical and wonderful, and they are, there is still they are still burning. They are fuel, right? Mm-hmm. They have, or they have like a limited amount of fuel. They will burn out, and right. yeah. uh, like they're not going <sighs> to live forever. They're not going to be around mm-hmm. forever for this. And we don't know, like after this, we don't know how the future generations, you know, what will happen with the miracle and everything. If people will right. still get their miracle, if they'll get the door, or if it kind of just, we don't know. But yeah, I like that. They're like burning out. Absolutely, you know, yeah. like under the it just puts into perspective. Right, exactly. It puts into perspective. Yes, from from a very surface point of view, they are shining stars. But if you think about it, they are still people and mm-hmm. they still need rest and they still need mm-hmm. their own time. And, you know, right. I and not every line. day they can just start right after breakfast to go take care of the town's donkeys and churches. Jesus Christ. You yeah, know? Yeah, like, vacation. Right. Everybody right. can figure their stuff out. That church doesn't have to get moved today. It's fine. Absolutely. Like, how many times has it been moved in the past? Probably a lot. I bet that preacher yeah. was like, "Man, man, I, I, have to I don't want to consecrate today. the ground all over again. Every time you move uh, it, it's new consecrated ground. Every right? Time. Holy ground over here. Holy ground over there. The whole town is just consecrated ground. Oh yeah. At this point, <laughs> watch out, vampires. I'm just kidding. Wink, wink. But I oh. hope that in the end uh, they do learn their i do agree that they were not without their powers for very long so um but i don't think i think that but sometimes the change like the that powers, doesn't require right like i think they were using their powers for generally the best good that they could possibly think of to use them so it's not like they were misusing anything but being I do selfish think in that, any way yeah right so i think it was mainly just abuelita who did not understand she was not understanding the assignment here and um, I think the family was suffering from that. So the fact that, yeah. you know, at the end, they, I love the fact that they go back to the same river and that the Abuelita is like, I haven't been here since, you know, I can't make myself come back to this. Um, mm-hmm. 
And then she does because she knows that's where Mirabelle's going to be. Well, she follows the thread and she knows she's going to be there. And then they see the butterfly and they go, and it's just such a Sorry. That. Okay. So the butterfly thing really, really, really got me. Um, Really got me. I had a lot. Because like, so we sort of have the belief in the family that when you, when you die, the the way that you let other people know that you're doing all right is you come like you're like a butterfly, right? So like my aunt, when she passed away this year, there was like a lot of times where in random places like you wouldn't expect butterflies to hang out. So I remember I was sitting in front of the mirror in front of uh, my bedroom window and I was doing my makeup and I was there for like a good hour, hour and a half. And this butterfly was just sitting on the window with me the entire time. And it just Aww. was like... Yeah, so like I don't know why it's just a belief that we have in the family. It's kind of it, it just gives us some kind of closure. It's what we do, and no, I think um, it's beautiful. Thanks. And so that the the scene with the butterfly, right where her her husband had passed away, I was a fucking mess. <laughs> it's fine, <laughs> but it was yeah. I, I like in it our family. Not to interrupt. It's um I know like Adam's mom uses Is it Cardinals. Uh, our family is Cardinals for sure. Ten out ten is Cardinals. Like Cardinals come back. Eastern Kentucky to say, my, "Oh, they're the Cardinal." That's my, you know, so and so. Yeah, my mm-hmm. aunt, um, my grandma had altogether. There were seven brothers and sisters. Well, I mean, like altogether, there were fourteen, and then seven passed away. So then you had five sisters and two brothers, and then my mm-hmm. grandma passed away, and it was like dominoes. And now it's only there's only one sister and one brother left. And mm-hmm. my aunt said she looked out her window. She's like, I saw five cardinals on a tree. And she's like, that's all I could think of was that it was my five, you know, the five brothers and sisters who had already passed. And mm-hmm. it just, it, yeah. And um, I think with Adam's mom, his, hers is uh, ladybugs. Like, you know, if yeah. she sees a ladybug, she's like, that's my mom. And I think it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So I think I think your family is right on the money with the butterflies. I think it's beautiful. Thanks. It's a wonderful way to think of it. And I bet your aunt is just very, uh, very proud of you. So Thanks. it's all beautiful. I'm just going to cry. I'm just so emotional all the time. I just want to let you guys This know. movie definitely love didn't everyone. help that. <laughs> Melissa cries too. It's okay. She right. does. I'm not going to lie. I about died, though. She's pulling the piano in, and she can't lift it. And so she's just very upsetly she's crying. Sobbing. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, it's fine. Oh, and notice, okay, the song that we're talking about, she says, um, sometimes I cry, and they're like, so do I. And that suggests that not only does she feel the pressure of being physically strong, she feels the pressure of being emotionally strong. Oh, every time I think about that, that also breaks my heart. Like, it's not just the pressure of physically doing things. It's the, it's the pressure of being the strong one. You know, and that's how I felt when we, when we listened to Surface Pressure, the song, when you listen to that and she's like, give it to your sister, your sister's stronger. And then she she can hang on a little longer. Oh, yes. And I think that is, yeah, like you said, I took it as not only physical, but just very like all of her that she has to be strong. Then when Bruno, bless it, that part where he's like, you have to hug your sister. (laughs) (laughs) But then that does happen. And so that's the part that you you come in and you're like, okay, they're making right with one another. Everything's going well. It's going good. And then Awilita comes in and is like, look what you've done. And it's like, "Mm, 
sit down. They're just fine. They were doing all right until you came into the picture. Sit down. Learn, yes, learn, like they're getting learn from the newer, younger generations, okay? I'm not saying that you don't have... I am not saying that you don't have experience and wisdom to bring to the table. But sometimes there's something to be said about recognizing that even though you are older and wiser does not mean that you are all-knowing. So taking the time right. to listen to younger generations about things, that we don't do that enough. We don't. We don't do that enough. You no, know? Because like, out know, of the mouths of babes is a is a phrase for a reason. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about like Heather mentioned, the generational trauma. I mean, yeah. she is perpetuating this on her family, trying to protect them so harshly that it's mm-hmm. just coming Because she suffered a great loss. Like, uh, yeah. And she doesn't want and to keep she, losing. And it makes sense. And I think, but at the same time, if she had just taken the time, I feel like, and at the end, you know, we see it, where if she had taken the time to realize the pressure everyone's under, to realize mm-hmm. what's going on, the emotions that they're feeling, to, to have a conversation about the way that they feel. And mm-hmm. I think that would have overall just been best for everybody. Like instead of just completely banning everyone from speaking about Bruno, you know, like, oh, we don't talk about you him. You don't get to like, process Let's talk that. about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about someone you were raised with for like 40 years who just all of a sudden is gone for the last 10 years. You know, let's talk right. about these things that you, there, there should not be um yeah you know what i'm saying there's a word for yeah. it but there should not be like any any red tape going up or yellow tape mm-hmm. yeah you you have to talk about this stuff you don't have to mm-hmm. i know people definitely um, deal with things differently i'm a talker like i have to talk through it mm-hmm. and i feel if, like in this case mm-hmm. they needed that but go ahead sorry. yeah or if you if you like if it if it hurts too much and you can't process just yet because you're not in the right place then you put that boundary in place where you say hey i know you want to talk about this person that you lost that we all lost i am not the best person for you to do that with and i know you probably have questions i can't answer them right now but your other sisters i'm not saying you can't talk about it at all i'm just saying that I can't do it. So talk to other people in the family, lean on each other as siblings, um, you know, talk to talk to your aunt or your uncle or whatever. But I I mm-hmm. when I can talk to you about it, I definitely will come to you about it. But right now it hurts too much, you know? Right. And I think that's the thing. Abelita thought it hurt too much for her. So and no the one other else people should just... be able to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, if it hurts too much for me, then I'm gonna protect everybody else from it. No one else should hurt. And that's, yeah. it sucks because sometimes you need that little bit of hurting to end up with the healing, you know, yeah. like sometimes if a scab's not healing properly, you take it off and you let it, don't let the wound, you know, heal up differently. I don't Please know. Please don't remove your scabs. Remove they are there for a reason. You mean, <laughs> remove them. Health professional. disclaimer. <laughs> so more like if your bone grows back wrong or like heals wrong, you have to re-break it. Better? much better oh. thank you really that's better that's better than your scab <laughs> break your well, bone scabs have to stay on scabs have to stay on there's healing going on under there there is but what uh, if, if you're not, what if, if you're it's infected bone... it, if it's infected i don't yeah, know if it's infected. 
if it's infected, then yeah, but the, I don't know that you, you're just, mm, I don't know that you remove the scab even. The, you, mm. If you leave scab? the scab on, it's less likely so to get leave, infected. So leave on the emotional scab and let that healing go. And if you feel like your emotions are becoming infected, then go get medical help. Yes. Then Got seek it. a professional. <laughs> and if your bones are broken and you don't think that they heal back correctly, re-break them. Yes, that one I like. Let that one talk to your medical professionals. We are not medical professionals. I I was trying to use a not truly right truly. So uh, what we're saying is you can't you can't dispense medical advice this way. Exactly. Thank you. Yes. So metaphorically, sometimes you got to rip the bandaid off. Rip the bandaid off. That is yes, what they, they say. Is say that what you that. meant by rip the scab off? Or were you saying, or, or did you mean to say rip the scab off? Oh, no. I think I meant to say rip the Band-Aid off, but I said scab. Well, that's Excellent. different, though. You rip the Band-Aid off, you're trying to say something quick and get it over with. Yes, that's different. So I wanted this to be about healing and not healing correctly. Okay, so you were talking is, about scabs. I like if it. you feel like you're just not healing right, then try a different method of healing, right? So, yes. uh, but with this family, there's a lot of trauma there's a lot of pain that they're experiencing mm-hmm. and obviously the way that they're dealing with it for these years is not working um, and yeah. I think that's why Mirabelle is there I think she's a beautiful addition to that family who really helped them out and mm-hmm. is going to continue to help them she is their little you know and and even the lyric where it talks about they're all constellations and the constellations are moving mm-hmm. you know yes. because it's the uh, it's I that growth I, yes. and development man you can't stay in the same place forever. You can't. You really can't. And I think with, so with, I don't, this is when you realize that sometimes being too overprotective is not good for your family, right? Because that was, because Abuelita had good intentions. She was just trying to keep her family safe. And the way that she kept them safe was through this keeping the miracle, right? And so I think a lot of what she did wasn't necessarily that she was setting out to be like a bad guy or like put boundaries in place or stuff like that she was just really trying to be protective right and that comes back to she like you said she was she had this trauma that happened to her and one of the things about trauma and generational trauma like that is that when kids don't grow up in that you know what I mean like like her Maribel did not grow up with that trauma the trauma of losing and running from your from your home Maribel has always had casita so her perspective is different and she's not mm-hmm. living in wartime, you know? And so mm-hmm. being able to have a different perspective and have different feelings about it and being and and being listened to for those is important, you know? That's mm-hmm. a, a, it comes back to like listening to our youth. We so like we were alive when 9/11 happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> I like how you said yeah. that. Like, yes, we were. <laughs> yes, yes, we were. Were we had a yes. we had a before. We had a before, and our generations sure. now never had a before. They only have the after. So their mm-hmm. their perspective on things is different than our perspective on things. You know, just anyway. like students who are beginning school or people who are born like now with COVID. Like, oh, you sure. know, masks seem oh, like geez. probably just like the 
the norm for some people Mm -hmm. well you know and vaccines and everything we hear about and what's on the tv versus like the before so you know and and Mm -hmm. with everything going on and i agree i agree it's very i think yeah i think abuelita she did not come into this as a, a villain she was not she had a like you know a really pure heart i feel and pure intentions but you know how they say Which is like why she the was road to hell vehicle. right paved with, those? Like, yeah. paved with yeah the good intentions so um but yeah and i think that's yeah absolutely she was given that she had three beautiful children she has a wonderful family um and grandchildren and she just wanted to protect it so much that she perpetuated that trauma um in her own way like it came out mm-hmm. as overprotectiveness like we, yeah. we talked about and it's but that's fair for like most parents you always right. want to protect your kids from stuff oh but absolutely you can't. at the end of the day you do your damnedest and that's all you can do you know you can't protect mm-hmm. them from all the hurt and the pain everything because you're not a god you're not able to like put them in a little plastic bubble because even then there's trauma there so right you do what you can you do your best you try to protect them from the things that you can control mm-hmm. and and recognize that you've done everything you can you know absolutely <laughs> so and i think anyway. with all of us and all of our families we have those generational curses so to say that we're like mm-hmm. hey i'm not going to pass yeah. that down you know we're all like that's not going to be me i don't want to do that to my kids i don't want this yeah. to happen i don't want them to know this pain for whatever so it is in every- your past mm-hmm. yeah all of us and you don't want that to happen so i think it's just very it's a very beautiful story that I think honestly could happen to any of it. I mean, you know, magic, yeah. take it as you will. But like, it's overall, it Do you take it as a metaphor to any of thing? Us. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any, any of us. And I mean, imagine, you know, the people in our family who love us so much, who, who weren't trying to um, harm us or cause trauma or anything like that. It just happens because maybe they love a little too much or maybe they're just shit people, but you know, Either way. Which Sometimes you get about. those two. Some people yeah. are shit people. I see us discussing that in like, uh, was it the Golden Compass? When did we talk about people being shit? At some point. Oh, probably. Well, and I can talk about it every podcast if you want. We could do it. I know. Every I just can't anywhere. remember either. I can't <laughs> either, either, but I know we talked about it. Sometimes people are just, yeah, I think it probably was the Golden Compass. Because we were talking about how awful her. Or the true crime. We've probably we talked about it multiple times. We've probably yeah, talked about it multiple times. People just keep being shit. <laughs> I do think, yep. That's not, now, obviously, we do believe in kindness and love. That I feel like we just talk about the negative stuff because that's what comes up. But there is definitely kindness and love out there. And that's all what? we can ask people to be is kind and, and loving. So if you are a shirt, oh, shit person, a shirt person, if you're a shirt person, um, then that's good. We like shirts probably too. shouldn't be... Yeah, we like shirts too, but probably should be walking outside without a shirt. Um, it's cold right now, so don't do that. Uh, but if you're a shit person and you slowly become to recognize that, then, you know, that's the key. Be good kind. for you. Become yeah, a good do better. person, a non-shit person. And if you're not a shit person, congratulations. Welcome to the podcast. You know, uh, continue Thanks, doing that. Nice to have you. Yeah, continue doing that. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Or did you guys have anything else specifically that you wanted to discuss before you? Nothing specific. Um, I'll just do my little wrap up by saying beautiful story, um, wonderful lyrics, 
wonderful characters. On the recommendation scale of 0 to 10, I give this a 10 out of 10. I will devote my life to this. You have. Um, <laughs> it has already happened. You should all see my TikTok. <laughs> my TikTok is like, hey, do you want to hear all of these songs and dissect all of these songs? And I'm like, yeah. Please and thank you. <laughs> Please and thank you. Okay. I will say that a um, 10 out of 10 suffices. It's sufficient. I concur. Yeah, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I like the song choice. I know that we just use the song choice as an excuse to talk about the whole film. But sometimes you need to do that. So, uh, good pick, Heather. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad that we all got to share it together. Me too. I was so glad when you guys had both watched it. I'm like, okay, well, it's going on the podcast. I will say this much. Okay, so there's this. uh, Did you guys see the POV your friend hasn't seen Encanto thing that I sent you? On YouTube. Oh, is it one of the YouTube? So I have not watched most of those. I apologize. Oh, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. I, I don't a think lot I've got them. to that one yet. So it's this, uh, he's an that. English teacher. His name, I think his handle is Mr. Thomas, Thomas English. And he uh, is from England. So he's an English teacher teaching English. Um, <gasps> and he talks about how he loves Disney a lot. And so at one point he's like, POV, your friend hasn't seen Encanto. And then he goes... They don't talk about Bruno, but they do sing about him. And I don't know why. <laughs> That's marvelous. It just keeps going. And he like, talks about Dolores and he goes, and Dolores can hear everything. But can you imagine that? Just like, at a meal? Oh, just kill me now. <laughs> like... There's a TikTok and it's someone drawing a graph. And one side of the graph is the my confidence that they're not going to talk about Bruno and it's uh, the other part of the graph is like the, as the song goes on and she says, we don't talk about Bruno. So he's at the bottom because he's pretty confident. And then she says, but and he goes way up because he loses all confidence. <laughs> they're not going to talk about Bruno. God, it's so good. I'm going to send yes. that to you guys. Yeah, you'll have to. So yeah. Just like they don't talk about Bruno, but they do sing about him because that's <laughs> my terrible British accent. <laughs> It was beautiful. Oh, I loved it. Oh, bless your heart. This is a good one. Okay. Oh, she said, bless your heart. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I know, right? You guys <laughs> don't That's speak the- Southern. Bless your heart basically means, oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that don't think you're it an idiot. It sometimes means that. Know. Sometimes it just means, oh, you're so precious. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's the way I meant it. Oh, you're so there's precious. There's context. That. So. But definitely always be suspicious suspicious if someone from the South has says, oh, bless your heart, because it could be Like my one. patients, they'll never know, because I'm always like, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> well, they'll now they never know. know. <laughs> yes, yeah. now they know. If you speak to Sarah and she says, bless your heart, rethink what you're saying. <laughs> it could be any multitude of things. Do I sound like an idiot? No. Okay, maybe she's saying I'm precious, or maybe she's saying that she does not envy me my her my position in life. Okay, cool. Um. <laughs> all right. Anything else before we wrap this up? <laughs> that's it. That's uh, it. I think that's it. My turn next. I can't wait, ladies. Me either. All right. So, outro. Uh. All right, fellow readers, it's time to say goodbye. Remember to check our Instagram for upcoming reads and the casting list. A big thanks to all of our wonderful listeners, that's y'all. Our co-host, Heather, for writing our theme song. And our respective, yeah, and our respective life partners for their unwavering support. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us the next time we turn the page or press play or whatever the fuck it is we're doing on any given yeah. week. Heather said, yeah. No, wait, Heather said, Julia said, yeah. Yeah. Bye. Okay, bye.